Well, praise the Lord. We're so thankful for those songs of Zion and hope that they've been a blessing to you. We appreciate coming to you today by a way of video. We just want to be a blessing to you and try to help you in the Word of God. I've been in my study this week praying and asking God what to preach on and how to help in this time of crisis. And so if you got your Bibles, let's turn to the book of Job. Chapter 1 is where we're going to be today. And I always like to reverence God's Word and be faithful and study as much as I can and seek the Lord each and every day. And I hope that you're doing the same. It's always good to be a good student of the Word of God. Let's look at Job chapter 1 and we'll break in at the very first verse. The Bible says there was a man in the land of Oz whose name was Job, and that man was perfect and upright and one that feareth God and issued evil. And there were born unto him seven sons and three daughters. His substance also was 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camel, and 500 oxen and five hundred she-asses, and a very great household, so that this man was greatest of all the men of the east. Look down at verse 6. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence cometh thou? Then Satan answered the Lord, and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job? Notice that. That there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God, and issued evil, which means to avoid let us pray. Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you will speak through these stammering lips. And God, that your word will go out this day, Lord, and penetrate the heart of each and every one that's under the sound of my voice. God, I pray for clarity today that your people could understand the message, Lord, that you have given me for this hour. Have your way and your will in our lives, and we'll love you and we'll praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's go on and read verse 9 here. And Satan answered the Lord and said, Doth Job fear God for naught? Hath not thou made him a hedge about him and about his house and about all that he hath on every side? Thou hast blessed the works of his hands and his substance increased in the land. Here is the challenge that Satan puts forth. But put forth thine hand now, and touch all that he hath, and he will curse thee to thy face. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he hath is in thy power. Only upon himself put not forth thy hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of of the Lord. Today I want to preach a message with the help of the Lord facing 
a crisis. I thought about this week. We are in a crisis right now with all that is going on, and we are facing crisis in our life. And it was fitting as I studied this message and began to look at the life of Job. The Bible talks about him being an upright and a perfect man in his time, one that avoideth evil at any cost. He tried to please God and honor God in all that he does. And I would hope that the men of God today that are mounting pulpits are trying to be as Job is. I know I try to do the same thing, but a lot of times I even fail in my life. I can't say that I'm a perfect and an upright man. The Bible says that my righteousness is as filthy rags. And I know that even at my best, it ain't the best. But I'm trying to do my best, and I think that you should do the same. Even in these hours that we're in, these crises that we're in, even when we're at home and nobody sees us, we still need to be honoring God, doing the things that would please Him and honor His name. I've often made this statement from the pulpit. God knows exactly what's going on behind your eyes. Only you and God knows what you're thinking and what you're doing. And in this time of crisis, we want to honor God and follow after the example here of Job and the Bible. And, and you say, well, I've heard this story and things go really bad for Job. Well, we're going to get into that today and I'm going to try to help you understand the sovereignty of God and how good that he is when we're facing a crisis. Amen. Number one, you can trust what God is doing. I'm telling you today, you can trust what God is doing right now. There's a lot of uncertainty. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but I do know that God is in control. Amen. The Bible says over in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, there hath no temptation taken you, but such as common to man, but God, listen, is faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able? But will with that temptation also make a way of escape that ye may be able to bear it. And even in this time that we're in of uncertainty, I'm glad that God is making a way. Amen. He's making a way that we can bear it through His holy name. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how much stock we're going to have and all these kind of things in the grocery stores. But I'm glad that He'll provide for every need that we got. Over in Psalms 91 verse 2, the Bible says, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge. He is my fortress. He is my God. In Him will I trust. Amen. I'm glad we can trust in the Lord no matter what going on in our lives we can trust him in Psalms 25 verse 2 he said oh my God I will trust thee let me not be ashamed let my enemies let not my enemies triumph it over me I'm glad that this virus ain't going to triumph it over me I'm glad I'm a winner either way no matter what happens in this life if this old virus takes us out I'm a winner either way amen because I know that God holds my life in his hand and he He's holding your life in His hands. Uh, can I say this? He never promised us a bed of roses. He never said that we wouldn't go th through things in this life. And we would have never thought three weeks ago we would be where we're at right now. 
but God is sovereign. He'll take us through. He'll make a way where there is no way. Here we see Job, and he's an upright man. God has blessed his life. He's blessed him uh, here with uh, seven children. He's blessed him with three daughters, seven sons. And I'm telling you, he's blessed him abundantly in his life. He didn't stop there. He's blessed him with all these cattle and all these different animals. And, and he's blessed his wealth, and he's blessed his health. And he's a perfect, upright man. He's being blessed of God. Everything's going great. But what happens next changes everything. And you could be living the same kind of life. Everything could be going good right now. Everything's fine. The bills are paid. Everybody's happy. Everybody's healthy. And all of a sudden, your world turns upside down. What are you going to do when you face this crisis in your life? I want to tell you today, over in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, listen. Chapter 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. If you'll acknowledge him, he'll direct your path. Can I hear from you? Amen. He'll direct your path. Even in this situation that we're in, God will direct our path. I pray for my president and my vice president every night of my life. I'm praying for them. When I see these newscasts come on, I'm praying for them. I'm praying that God give them wisdom. God give them leadership. God help them. Give them the right direction. They're trying to do the best for this country. They're trying to take care of us. I don't stop there. I pray for our mayors. I pray for uh, the congressmen and women. I pray for all those that are in leadership that God would give them wisdom that God would help them and show them what we ought to do. They've got charge over our life. We need to pray for those that are over top of us. Amen. That's what the Bible says. And we can do good if we'll follow that direction in our life. In all of our ways, we need to acknowledge him. And he will direct our paths and help us. And here we see Job. And all these things are starting to happen. You know, his children were all meeting in the elder son's house there. And the Bible talks about how the winds came and, and the walls fell in. And it killed them all at one time. And there's one servant left that came and told them what had happened. And Job was distraught. And he ripped his mantle. He was so upset. I could just imagine what it had been like that day. Not to just lose one child, but lose all of them at one time. And then the, he no more gets that news. Here comes another servant to tell him that all the animals had died. And it's just on and on and bad news and bad news from one thing to another. No doubt Job would have been probably like me. I'd have said, Lord, what am I doing wrong for all this to happen? A lot of times that's what we want to do. Say, why God? Why me, Lord? Why me? I tell them here at the church all the time, why not you? It hurts, it hurts the person up the road as bad as it would hurt you. There's folks right now, brethren, that are in a hospital that are suffering from this virus. We need to be praying for those people. They need our prayers. They need our help. If that was our children in the hospital, we'd want to be people to pray, right? And I want you all to know we are praying for those that are sick and those that are in need. We're trying to remember every single one of them. We're trying to be a blessing. We're trying to reach out. We're trying to preach the Word of God and tell you, in facing a crisis, God is your answer today. He can help you through this, but you're going to have to acknowledge him. No matter how bad it gets, you're going to have to acknowledge him. Number two, 
We need to trust what God is pursuing. What do you mean by that, preacher? God has a purpose for all this. It seemed like, brothers, about a month ago, it, we couldn't get the world's attention. The world was running like a wheel running down a hill, uh, loose and wild and free. And like we couldn't slow it down. And we didn't know how it's all going to happen. We preaching, trying to tell people, you need to get right. You need to get right before something happens. You need to make things right. Jesus be coming any minute. Get right. All of a sudden, here we are, right in the middle of this crisis. I'm driving down the, the interstate today. One that's normally packed bumper to bumper just about it, driving 70, 80 mile an hour. And I didn't have any problems of riding bumper to bumper. There wasn't hardly anybody on the road. I could keep the speed limit. I didn't have to worry about people cutting me off and all that. The highway was so empty. I drove by the restaurants and they were closed up and businesses closed up and very few people out and things of that nature. And I thought, man, how weird this is to see all this going on. But I'm going to tell you one day soon, the Lord's going to call for the church and the world's going to be left behind and they're going to start entering into the tribulation period and they're going to see more of this. It's going to be even worse than it is now. You won't be able to find where we're at. You'll come down to Vicar's Chapel. They won't be nobody here. Uh, there'll be maybe people here praying that got left behind. You may run down to my house and find out where's Gary at? Where's the pastor at? I need to talk to him. I'm going to tell you where I'm going to be at. I'm going to be riding the clouds of heaven. It's where I'm going to be one day. When he calls, I'm going to give an answer. Amen. How about you today? Have you acknowledged him? I'm telling you, we need to be ready in the hour that you think not. The Bible says, so cometh the Son of Man. He's coming after a church <laughs> that's ready, amen. He's coming after a people that are ready and watching for his appearing. I hope that you're ready today. But trust what God is pursuing. In John 4, verses 23 and 24, he says, But the hour cometh. And no man, listen, and now he is, when the true worshiper shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. God is allowing, I think, these things to happen because he's trying to get people's attention and saying, listen, I'm here. I need true worshipers. I need you to follow me. I'm fixing to send my son after the church. I want you to get ready. I want you to come to me. I want you to let my son in. I want you to come and be with me someday. That's what he's saying to you. He's seeking people to worship him. So as God put this upon us, this didn't catch God by surprise. God knew what was going to happen before it ever happened. Listen to Revelations 14, 7. Saying with a loud voice, fear God and give glory to him. For the hour of judgment is come and worship him which made heaven. He's looking for those that will worship him for who he is and the earth, and the sea, and the foundations of the water. 
I'm telling you, one day after a while, when you see Christ coming on the clouds, the Bible talks about they would run and ask for the, the mountains, the rocks of the mountains, to fall up the, upon them and hide them from the one that sits upon the throne. One day after a while, I heard one say a while back that they didn't want to acknowledge Jesus. They don't want to live for Jesus, and they're not going to confess Jesus, but not according to the Word of God. He said every knee's going to bow, every tongue's going to fess at Jesus Christ is Lord. You one day after a while you're going to bow on your knees and you're going to say he's king of kings and lord of lords whether you want to or not I'm glad that's in the word of God because we need to bow here and not there if you'll bow here you'll be ready to go there amen I'm looking forward to that day when we can move into that city in 1st Chronicles 16 29 the Bible says give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Give unto the Lord the glory that is due his name. I thought about Job in, in this book. When all this stuff started happening, right when his children die, he's ripped his mantle, and he's kneeled in the ashes, and, and he says, The Lord giveth, and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. At the worst point of his life, he's still worshiping the Lord and giving honor to God. He didn't want to defile him in any way, in his grief or anything. I thought, man, that wouldn't be like me. I'd be wondering why, screaming why, and going on. I would hope that if something come, that I would have that kind of faith, and I could look to God that way. But I'm telling you, you need to consider Him now before something happens in your life. Don't call on the Lord when the tragedy's here. Call on Him when He's uh, near you right now, when you're not in a crisis, when things are going good in your life. Call on Him then. Don't call on Him in a crisis. It's real easy to call on him now for me because I've been trying to serve him the whole time. I'm no better than you. I'm no better than you, brothers. I'm no better than anybody. But I've been trying to acknowledge the Lord and seek him with my whole heart and all my ways acknowledge him. And when I've come to this place of hardship and crisis, I know in whom I have believed and I know who I have trusted. And I know he'll get me through. I've got no doubt what's going to happen. I don't have to worry about being out in the cold, being lost somewhere, doing without. God said he will supply every need according to my, his riches in glory. Amen. Not my riches, his riches. If it was on my riches, it wouldn't be very much. <laughs> but on his, it's, it's wonderful. Amen. Over in Psalms 34, verse 14, he says, Depart from evil and do good. Seek and pursue it. You need to seek after the Lord. Is it too late right now? Even though I've waited to the time of Christ, is it too late? I got good news. It's not too late. You can pursue him right now. And you know how close he is? He's just a whisper away. <laughs> Lord, here I am. Forgive me. I'm a sinner, Lord. And guess what he'll do? He'll move right into your heart. He'll save your unworthy soul. He'll change your life. He'll make you a new creature in Christ Jesus. He'll change it. Old things will pass away. Behold, all things will become new. Will the virus still be around? It'll still be around. But you'll still have a brand new look on all of it. You'll say, man, it really don't mean that much now. The Lord will get us through it. And he is getting us through it. 
Think about a week ago. You didn't know what you know right now. <laughs> We're still living right now. We're still eating right now. We're still doing good right now. God's making a way right. And he'll make a way tomorrow just like he did today. You've got to seek him with your whole heart. Trust what God is pursuing. And he's pursuing those that will worship him. Over in Isaiah 55 verse 6. Listen to this. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Don't wait. Call on the Lord now. You know, I, I wanted to today just take the time and try to help you see this. Job is calling upon the Lord, asking the Lord for help. He's had three friends show up and try to, try to help him. They've come to try to comfort him, but then that comfort turns to judgment. Uh, Job, you for sure have done something for all this to happen in your life. I don't know what kind of friends you all got, but I've had some friends like that in my life. Instead of comforting me, they want to push me on down. Surely you've done something for God to put you in this place. But we need to be an uplift for those that are hurting and those that are in need and, and know that God is with them and God is going to help them. Even Job's own wife looked at him and said, You know what? You ought to just curse God and die. But I like his response. You speak like a foolish woman. That's foolishness. When do we need God? At all times. But we really need Him now, too. People are hurting. People are in need. And we need to be there for Him. As a church, we're trying to reach out. We're trying to be here for our elderly. We're trying to be here for our middle age. We're trying to be here for our young people. That's why we're doing this tonight. And I, I, I've talked to several uh, people, and they've talked about all the different preaching they've seen on Facebook and all the things that's going on on Facebook. And I, right now, I praise the Lord for Facebook, that we've got something we can get the Word of God out through. Just think if we didn't have it, we'd be sitting at the house trying to figure out what are we going to do? How can we get the gospel out? But God has made a way that we can get it out through the way of Internet. And I've heard people say, well, I don't like all them screaming preachers and them hollering preachers and you know, I just click them off. Well, that's what I say. If you don't like it, just turn it off. There'll be some people likes it, amen. I like that good old time way. Sometimes I get a little excited. Sometimes I do slobber on the first row. But it'll be all right. I'm excited for the Lord, amen. He's done something for me. I'm glad he's pursuing me in my life. How about you? Number three, we need to trust God for his healing. Trust God for his healing. I don't know if you're doing that right now or not, but I dare to say there have been many looking to the Lord. I saw just today, brothers, you know, last week we saw they give pictures of the grocery stores and all the shelves being empty where the meat's at. <laughs> Toilet paper aisle empty and, and all these different places empty, empty, empty. People are in a panic right now. But one of the best ones I saw today, they took a picture of the, where they sell the Bibles. That little bitty section, you know, about, about like this. It ain't even eight foot. It's probably about six foot by six foot little rack where they sell all the Bibles. There wasn't about three Bibles on them racks. <laughs> God is getting somebody's attention. 
The truth can be found in God's Word. There's comfort in God's Word. He's pursuing those that will worship Him, those that will acknowledge Him. Even the times of crisis, what do you do? You acknowledge Him, amen? So trust Him for what He's doing. Trust Him for what He's pursuing. And trust Him for His healing. In Philippians 1, verse 6, He said, Be confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until that day of Jesus Christ. He didn't start something to quit halfway. (laughs) He ain't blessed Vickers the way he has to stop it now. He ain't blessed your church the way he has to stop it now. He ain't blessed your family the way he has to stop it now. Amen. God is working in a mighty way. We just got to trust. We're in a little season right now. This thing will pass. I promise you, it's going to pass. And when it passes and goes way by, we'll forget about it. We'll be moving right on. If you think about the tragedies that's went through America in the last few years, everybody calls on the Lord why it's happening, and as soon as it's over, they forget all about it. But I want to challenge us, even when this thing is over, when it's passed, let's acknowledge Him in all of our ways. Let's live close to God. Let's honor God. Let's get to the church house. Let's tell people about Jesus. Jesus, amen, before it's everlasting, too late. Isaiah 53, 4 and 5, listen. Surely he hath bore our grief and has carried our sorrow, yet we did esteem him not, him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. Listen, friend, but he was wounded for our transgression. <laughs> he was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. We're going to get healed through this. We're being healed through it. We've got to trust God for that healing right now in our lives. And what do we depend on? We depend on Isaiah 53. We depend on God's Word. I've taken Him at His Word. I'm trusting Him at His Word. I'm depending on His Word, amen, to get me through. And He'll get you through. No, all the preachers ain't got the answers. Your neighbor ain't got the answer. These brothers here ain't got the answer. He's the answer. <laughs> That's, if, you, if you asked every one of them, or you asked the preacher down the road or anyone on Facebook, they'll tell you he's the answer. He's the only answer we've got. If you don't believe the Word of God, we, we don't know what answers to tell you. It's by the Word of God that we, we live and we move and we have our being. We're trusting the Lord for that healing, and we're trusting Him for healing our land and healing our country, healing our nation, and healing our world. They talk about this disease spreading and how it's going in different places, round and about, and all these things. I'm telling you what, God is getting people's attention from the top of the world to the bottom of the world, east to west, north and south. He's getting people's attention. But he's leaving us with the scripture. Here in Job, Job has went through all of this. His wife has basically turned her back on him. His friends have turned their backs on him. He feels all alone. There's times of doubt and confusion. Times of of getting angry and wondering what went wrong. And and You can read all through the book of Job. It's just an emotional roller coaster for him. 
But all through it, he stays faithful to God. And he prays for his friends that despitefully speak evil against him. He prays for them. And we have to do that. We shouldn't be holding grudges. We should love people. We should pray for them that despitefully uses and say all manners of evil against us. Just like Job here in the last part of the book, you can read that, and he's praying, and he comes clean before God, and he, he gets that relationship with God again, and, and he, just, he just loves him and exhorts him and worships him. No matter how bad it's God, he's like, you're God, and I love you, and I'm going to worship you. Though you would slay me, yet will I live for you, yet will I serve you, Lord. It doesn't matter what happens, I'm just going to love you for who you are. I wonder if we could do that through this crisis that we're in. Job shows us here that it can be done. And you know what God does? God doesn't leave him in the ashes. God doesn't leave him in his misery. And you've got to remember, he's, he's lost everything. He's covered from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet and bulls and sores. And he's sick and he's a mess. But in the last of his trials... He comes clean before God. Not that he was a man of sin of any way. But he says, Lord, I'll serve you. No matter what you do, Lord, though you slay me, I'm going to serve you. I'm going to love you. I wonder if we would do that. I, 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 would, I wouldn't even want to think about having to go through the trials of Job and what he's been through. But through his faithfulness, God blesses him right at the end and blesses him with more children just like he had before. Blesses him double on everything that he ever had. God blessed him double. He, held, he got back that everything that he had ever lost, he got it back because he loved God. Does that mean that if I weather through this virus and all this badness, that God's going to pay all of my bills and I'm going to get a mansion, brand new cars, and everything's going to be wonderful. No, that ain't what it means. That's not what this book's about. It's about the sovereignty of God and how he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you, but he'll go all the way with you, brothers, even down to the end of the world. I'm talking about a God that won't turn his back on you. I'm talking about a God that'll be there in the midnight hours when nobody else is there. When your heart's broke laying in the bed and don't know what to do, he'll be right there. I've been times that I felt like the Lord was right beside of me, wrapping his arms of love around me. When my heart's been broke, he'd reach over and my tears run down. He'd take that handkerchief and wipe my tears and say, you know what? I'm right here. I've never left you. That's the kind of God that I serve. And he'll do the same for you. But he is wanting one thing from us. And I wrote this scripture down. I may use it every week. Because I think it's fitting for where we're at. 2 Chronicles 7, 14. He said, if my people, we are his people. We are the sheep of his pasture. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves. You know what that means? Get down on your knees. Humble yourselves. And pray and seek my face. And he didn't stop right there. And he said, turn from their wicked ways. In my Bible, I underlined this next word and put, put a circle around it and highlighted it. It says, then will I hear from heaven. Yeah. 
I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Sounds like God's got stipulations on this thing. No, but he's telling us a way to get to the solution quicker. <laughs> and that's by trusting him. The church, you're going to have to humble yourselves. And you're going to have to pray and seek his face. We're going to have to turn from our wicked ways. Brother, every one of us has got wicked ways. If our ways are not honoring God, they're wicked. That's what the Bible says. I didn't write it. I'm just the messenger. We have all wicked ways within us. If we'll turn from those wicked ways and try to honor him, God will bless our life. He'll heal our lands faster than we've ever seen it done. I, just, I was just thinking if God's people will pull together and pray right now. They're trying to start a, a prayer across the nation. I've seen it on Facebook with people praying and pulling together. You need to get on there and be part of that. And, and, and let's pray together as churches. Let's forget about the name that's over the door. Whether it's Baptist, Holiness, Free Will, Pentecostal, Methodist, Church of God, whatever it is, we need to get rid of the denomination and come together as God's church and pray this thing out of our country and out of our world. I'm telling you, when people start to pray, when God's people start to pray, things will happen. He tells us in Scripture, if two would come together and agree upon one thing, believing, he said, it'll be done. He said, where two or three are gathered, I'm there in the midst of them. There's two or three of us here tonight. I appreciate my staff that's here, the film crew that's here trying to put all this together. We had prayer before we started. We asked God's blessings upon this. And I know God will get it done. Amen. Amen. We can't do it, but he can. We humbled ourselves before we ever started and asked God's blessings. How about you tonight or this morning? Will you humble yourself before God? Will you come to him? Maybe your family's been infected by this. Maybe there's something going on that ain't a coronavirus. Maybe there's other things going on that nobody knows about, but you and God know about it. You know what he's asking? He's asking that you would humble yourself and pray. In the next few moments, I want you right where you're at. I want you to just close your eyes for a moment. And I want you to look at your life. If you're a child of God, say, Lord, I've heard what the preacher said. There in 2 Chronicles, the 7th chapter, the 14th verse. You give us a commandment that we're to humble ourselves and pray. And Lord, I'm, I'm not much, but I pray that you'd hear my prayer tonight. I'm going to turn from my wicked ways. I'm going to serve you all the days of my life. Lord, right now, as I bow on my knees, Lord, I'm going to give everything to you. I'm going to give my heart to you. I'm going to serve you like I never have before. But maybe you're that one there tonight in your home that's never known the Lord. You're scared and don't know what to do. Facing this crisis has turned your world upside down. You can bow right there and say, Lord, forgive me. He said, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, he said, thou shalt be saved. I'm telling you tonight, if you'll ask the Lord, he'll save you right where you're at.
He'll save you right there in your home. He'll save you there in your truck. He'll save you in your vehicle. Wherever you're at right now, He'll save you right there. I want you to call on the Lord. There's a number on our screen right now, and I want you to look at that number. If you don't know what to do, you call that number right now. We've got people standing by the phone that'll pray with you. Whatever the need is, maybe you're just a troubled Christian, you're having a hard time, and you're uncertain about what to do, they'll pray with you on the phone. Please take advantage of that. We're here for you right now. God wants to change your life. Facing this crisis, we need the Lord. We need His Word. But we need to have that relationship with Him. That the surety in our heart that everything's all right between us and the Lord. Let me ask you this before I let you go tonight. I want you to ask yourself this question. If I were to die tonight, do I know for sure that I'll go to heaven? If you're saying to yourself right now, Brother Gary, I don't know really if I would. Or maybe you'll say, I know I'm not going. If you'll pray this prayer that I've told you about, the Lord will save you right there. Call our folks. They'll help you. And if you've prayed that prayer and trusted the Lord, we'd love to send you some literature on your first steps with the Lord. Help show you how to walk with Him to get started. We want to be a help to you here at Vickers Chapel. And we're going to be here week after week until this thing is over with. I can't wait to get my people back. But we want to help you tonight. So as I have this final prayer with you, would you pray with me? Father, as we come to you right now in Jesus' name, Lord, I thank you for this time to present your word to your people. I pray that it will go out now, Lord. I've, I've given exactly what you've put on my heart, even through my stammering lips. Lord, I've given what I, I feel you give to me. And I pray for that one that's home right now. Lord, I can feel in my spirit that you're that you're working with them and that you're going to do a great work in their life. I pray that you'll save them, Lord, and that they won't just get saved, but they'll call the number. They'll call somebody and say, guess what? I just got saved and confess it. Thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do. For we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you. Thank you so much for being with us here on Facebook. I hope I've said something, preached something that have helped you. But when you're facing the crisis, just trust him. Until the next service, we'll see you then. God bless you and we love you.